0: Hey, Mendy, did you hear? They mentioned my name on the Rebbe's Muster Stories podcast. The Rebbe wished me Mazel Tov and my Bar Mitzvah. Gee, I yes, see, I knew you could order books on Musterstories.com, but I didn't know you could sponsor a podcast that's exclusive Torah to thousands of listeners. How did you find out about it? Easy. Just send an email to info at musterstories.com. <laughs> Welcome to the second series of Medrash Morsels, short but sweet Medrashin designed for the whole family to share for Shabbos dessert. Shalom children, this is Medrash Morsels for La Vayakhel. You know, the Aron was full of miracles, the Aron Kodesh. The Medrash says that the Aron was the most precious of all of the Kalim of the Mishkan. It's because that the Shechina was resting on the Aron. Why on the Oroin? Because the Torah was in it. And the Shekhinah goes wherever the Torah goes. By the way, that's why when you learn Torah with Yerah Shamayim with your friend, the Shekhinah is right there listening. But I want to say over the miracles. Now I know Rashi and Pashis Paloscha says that there were actually two Aronos. One that stayed in the Mishkan and one that went out to war. But I'm going to explain according to the opinion that there was just one Aron the one that Bitzalel made. First of all, the Oran was taken out ahead of the camp of the B'nai Yisrael when they were traveling in the Midbar. The Oran traveled a three-day journey ahead of us and cleared the path for us to go. Because the path that we needed to go on, to travel on, in the Midbar, had many dangers. Snakes, giant snakes, scorpions, enormous scorpions like the size of archery bows, And sharp thorn bushes and bramble blowing around in the wind, in the desert wind. Also, bandits. Yes, Jew-haters were always waiting to ambush us. But when the Auron met them, the Auron zapped them dead. Yes, kids, it sounds like science fiction, but this really happened. Out of the two poles of the Auron shot two sparks aimed at the snakes and scorpions. The Auron never missed fireballs shot out from between the Kruvim on top of the lid of the Oren and burnt up the thorns. The Jew-haters were reduced to ashes. Look how Akadur Baruchu loves us and protects us. We're his people. But wait, there's more. The fire made pillars of smoke rise up high into the air and they formed mushroom clouds, like the shape of the clouds after an atomic explosion. Have you ever seen the picture of Nagasaki? After the Americans dropped the atomic bomb, it like, poosh, that's the shape of the cloud like a mushroom. That's, it's described in the Medrash. That's what these fireballs made. Smoke clouds like that. The Goyim saw this strange phenomenon in, in the desert, and they were wondering about it. Phew, what's Hashem doing now for the Yidin? Because Hashem had done so many miracles for the Yidin already. By Kryos and the Makos. And now what's he doing? They were wondering. The smoke filled the air all around the world with a wonderful with a wonderful fragrance. The Goim were saying, We don't know what that fragrance is and what those clouds are for, but Hashem must really love those Jews. Moshe would say the words Kumo Hashem Hashem that stays on top of the Oroin, wait for us. Stop and wait. Now you know the pshat and the davening. And Moshe said, Kumo Hashem. Moshe was saying and asking the Orin to stop because he was already had three days' journey. Now we have to catch up. And when the B'nai Yisrael actually stopped to set up their camp, they came to a resting place. Moshe Rabbeinu would say the words, Shuvo Hashem. Come back, Hashem. We're staying here now. Come join us back here. And the Aaron would return and settle among the myriads of the Bnei Israel. Now, kids, the Aaron was like dynamite. If a person didn't handle it carefully with proper respect and good mitos, it would kill him. People were afraid of it, but still, they wanted the privilege to carry the Aaron. The Pesach at the end of Pashas Bamidbar says that the Oron needed to be covered so that no one should see it. Nobody should look at it and stare at it. If a person even winked his eye and saw the actual Oron for a split second, it meant death for him. Yes, it was very strict. So two great big Kohanim would be chosen to come in with 12 foot poles into the Mishkan and to unhook the Parochas. You know the parochas, the curtain that separates between the Kurdish HaKadoshim. So they unhook the parochas and they carry the hanging parochas before the Aron. Then, the Kohanim come in and wrap up the Aron with Tachash skins, so no one will look at the Aron. Now Rebbe is going to tell you a true and miraculous story about people who looked at the Aron and died. This story I call, The Singing Cows. It's from Sefer Shmuel. In Shmuel's days, the Mishkan was stationed in a town called Shiloh. But the police attacked the Bnei Yisrael. The Bnei Yisrael brought the Oroin out of the Mishkan to try to help them in the war. They didn't have a skill to win the war. The police won the war. They captured the Oroin and they destroyed the Mishkan. Oy, oy, oy. It was a tragedy. The police took the Oroin and brought it to their Avodah Zora temple. The police had a fake god called Dagon, a statue, which the top half was a man and the bottom was a fish. The urin was put down next to the idol overnight. And in the morning, they found that the idol had fallen on its face in front of the Orin of Hashem. The team hoped that all it was was wind that knocked over their statue. So they put the statue back on its pedestal. But the next morning, the same thing happened. There was Dagon, flat on its face, fallen in front of the Orin, and now Dagon's head and both of its palms were cut off. This really frightened the plishtim, but wait, it got worse. Hashem struck all of the people of that city with a plague called hemorrhoids. All of the plishtim in the city of Ashdod got a really bad case of the hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids is a type of sickness that swollen blood vessels near where a person makes number two. The doilim, they break apart and they bleed. It hurts them every time they need to go to the bathroom. Plus, mice would come and attack the bleeding hemorrhoids when they would sit down. So the people of Ashtod sent the Oron away to another plishti city called Gass. But then all of the plishtim in Gass also got hemorrhoids. Everyone, including children, very severe. So, the people of Gas sent the Oroin away to another Plishti city called Ekroin. But the people of Ekroin screamed and they panicked. Oi the Oroin is, go- is coming to our town to kill us! The governors of the Plishtim decided to send the Oroin back to the Bnei Yisrael. The Plishtim made a wooden wagon and tied two cows to it, then they placed the Urein on the wagon and they set the cows off by themselves on the road to a city called Beit Shemesh. Maybe you know somebody today that lives in Beit Shemesh. Well, it was around that area, a Jewish city. As the cows walked straight, pulling the Urein, a miracle happened. It was already a miracle that the cows were going without being aided, but they turned their faces backwards towards the Urin while they were walking straight, and began to sing. Have you ever heard of talking donkeys? Yes. Well, now, singing cows. Kids, I don't know what the tune was, but I do know what the words were. I'll tell you. You see, Hashem was upset with the Beni Israel because they never tried to come and rescue the Aroin. Hashem had to do it himself. He had to rescue himself by plaguing the Plishtim. So the cows sang, as if Hashem is talking, Hoshia lo Hashem saved himself, his own right hand. And also from Tehillim, chapter 99, you know the pasuk Hashem Allah yiguzu amim. He frightens the nations. When the Yidden saw what was coming up the road, they were so happy. Some Levim came and unloaded the wagon. They chopped the wagon into pieces for firewood and then they offered up the cows for korbonos to Hashem. This whole time, the Oren had been covered with its tachash skins. But then, a wind came and blew off the cover. Oh no! Vayach be'an <speaking> shemesh, Orin Hashem. <Hebrew> Hashem smote the Yidin, who had even glanced at the Oren. Seventy thousand Jews died on the spot. This was so strict, yes. But you do see how miraculous the Oroin was. And why? Because the Shekhinah rests there next to the Torah. So kids, what's the lesson for me and you? The lesson is, yes, the Torah and the Shekhinah are there to protect us. But it comes with a price. Respect! Do you stand up for your Torah leaders, for your Torah teachers? How about when the Rav walks into the shul? Stand up all the way. And what about your Torah books? Care for them. Never doodle in them. And a place that Torah is learned? Be serious over there. It's a big mitzvah to respect the Torah. Learn the Torah. Honor the Torah. And you will surely be protected and cared for more than anyone in the world.